Welcome to the High View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I am your host, Tyler Sweat, the pastor of Connection and Community at High View Church, and I am here with Chad Williams and Josh Hildebrandt. How you guys doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. I saw Endgame, and I'm pumped. Oh, man. Mm. So good. Now, I want you to know that there are no spoilers. No, this is a no-spoiler edition. In this episode. I couldn't spoil it anyway. Exactly. Chad has not seen Endgame. Yes. Apparently, he doesn't care about all things Marvel. Yeah. So More on that later. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and hand <laughs> this episode over to Chad. Chad, why don't you let us know what this episode is going to be about? Okay, so today, uh, one of the things we, we set out to do, and you hear it uh, every week when we introduce this podcast, we're, we're here to talk about, it's a gospel-centered conversation exploring culture, theology, and life in the local church, right? Wrong order, but you got it all. Okay. Um, so that's why I'm the host today. We're diving. That's right. So today we're diving into culture. And as we record this on May 1st, 2019, the biggest thing happening in the world of culture worldwide, without a doubt. Yep. Easter. Is, is, Easter. No, <laughs> is, oh. I w- Christ that's, that's the Lord is risen today. So the, <laughs> the the biggest thing happening in the world <laughs> is is the About release Easter. of last no uh, uh, w- that's another again that's why we're de- um the release of the Avengers Endgame oh man mm. oh whatever it takes hey raise your hand if you saw it opening night you can't see it but Josh and I have Josh and Tyler have their hands raised. That's that's true. Oh, okay. so good. So so we set out. We so we're going to talk about. We wanted to have a gospel centered conversation about how how the gospel should inform how we think about the Avengers <laughs> superhero movies in general that all do like a billion dollars every time they're released. Yep. Um, and so we thought it would be good to talk about uh, today. Talk about um, the release of. The Avengers and uh, the MCU, which for those of you who don't know what MCU is, uh, I love you. I'm thankful you're out there. Marvel Cinematic mm-hmm. Universe. So when we when we use MCU today, we're talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 22 movies. 22 movies. Unpacking this story about the Infinity Stones. Yes. Okay. So, AKA the Infinity Saga. Full, okay. So full disclosure. AKA the best well, movie well, franchise ever. One of us is the biggest fan in the room. Yeah, that's on the show tonight. Yeah, I feel like the, I, yeah, I feel like this is in there's in there's stages of yeah. <laughs> this is a spectrum we're dealing with here. Um, so one of the things that we wanted to to let's let's get this out of the way right right away. Okay, so okay, um, I'll just ask each of you how many, there's 22 films in this saga. Right, twenty-two films yep. as of in-game. As of in-game, that was the twenty-second film. Yep. Right? Okay. Yeah. So, how many films of the twenty-two have each of? So, so let's we'll just go around the table. I'll hey, I'll start. I'll start. All right. I'll set the bar really low. Chad, how many of, of the twenty-two movies have, have you seen? I have now. Thank you for asking. I have now seen two of the wow. twenty-two. Okay. So, yeah. So well done. No so, reason to clap for that. <laughs> so I've seen I've seen Iron I've and and that and. <laughs> Uh, I did it in preparation for this episode this past weekend. Really put in the work in the show prep. <laughs> put in the work. Um, I saw the first two Iron Man movies. The first one was really good. And the second one was okay. Yep. But I, I enjoyed, I really enjoyed. They were really well done. 
Um, I enjoyed the movies very much. They're 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 good. Um, so I've seen I've seen two of those films. Now, of course, I'm aware of this terminal. I mean, I I I work with people who yeah. I'm in. The, I am in the. I understand. I've, I've seen bits and pieces maybe here or there um, of, of different films. Mm-hmm. But I've seen two. I've seen two of them. So uh, okay, Josh, you're you're, you're up next. Twenty two, right? Yeah, 22. I've seen twenty one, I believe. So I, which one have you not seen? I didn't see the the, the newest Spider Man when oh, okay. it counts, right? Okay, which yeah, was, it does. Uh, it does. Far, uh, was it Far From Home? No, that was Homecoming. Homecoming, yeah. Yeah, Far, Far From, from Home is the next, the next movie. So I had, Spider-Man's not my absolute favorite. Um, and I, I just haven't made the time mm, to see that wow. one yet. But every other one, I, I believe I've seen every other one. Yeah. I I have also seen 21 of these what movies. What was the one you haven't seen? One the one I haven't one. seen. It's was, one of the Thor. It was one of the yeah. Thors. I, I have not seen Thor The Dark World all the way through. Um, <laughs> from what I understand, you, you're not missing much. No, Thor's great. Thor's great. Yeah, from Thor... I don't know. So, uh, of all of the the heroes, um, as they've been introduced in the MCU, Thor has been the one I've been least. I don't even use the word attracted to. That's that's not appropriate. Yeah, that, that's not the right word. No, Let's I, cut that out. Yeah, I will. <laughs> of of all the heroes introduced in the MCU, Thor has not been the one I've I've most closely followed. Okay, so uh, this so is actually an actual point of disagreement. He's, he's actually my favorite. Exactly. I was about to say that. And I will so, say, Thor Ragnarok completely. Um, completely redeemed Thor for me. Well, I mean, I think the reason that I, you know, associate with Thor so much is because of the striking similarities and just how we, especially in the physique. <laughs> physique. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, <laughs> that's that's why. Good thing oh. this is not a video podcast. <laughs> no. Um. All right. So with all, the, okay. So we've got twenty-one. Right. You mm-hmm. both seen 21, 21 yes. of these films. Yes. Okay. Um, he, here's the first question. Cause you guys are also, um, I mean, you guys like superhero movies just generally, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. So what doesn't matter what they are. Typically you'll you give them a shot, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. superhero movies, they're, they're just the biggest DC. thing in cinema. Yeah. Yeah. They're th- okay. So they're, they're the biggest thing in cinema, uh, without a doubt, the biggest money makers, uh, for sure. The, the, every studio's trying to churn them out. Okay. So with that said, here's my question to you guys as, as fans of these movies, um, what is it about superheroes that strike a nerve so deeply mm. with us? Like, why is our culture so, so into these type of films? Just generally speaking, why? They're awesome. Okay, uh, next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, it's a, I think it's a great, I think it's a great question. Culturally, it's, it's interesting, especially since we're in, we're in kind of a weird spot culturally. I think everyone is, it, it seems like everyone at the same time is super spiritual, but also super secular and super anti-spiritual. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and it, it almost is kind of an outlet for people to fulfill that desire for the supernatural. It, it's something that we even, want something bigger yeah, than ourselves, yeah. more powerful than ourselves. We exactly. want to believe there's something like that out there. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So there's that side of it, I think. And and on the other side, when we get to see these movies, I think the studios try to do a good job of, of producing something that gives us that fantastical view of something supernatural, but also ties it to the the flaw the flaws in our humanity mm-hmm. that make us identify yeah. with those characters. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I mean, I think I have like two levels that I answer. One is just as a consumer. Like, and as a consumer, it, my answer is they're really good movies. Yep. And they kind of, um, they take you outside of your, your normal life. Like, this is just me, but I don't like going seeing movies that are basically retelling of stories of the life I kind of already live in a little bit of a different version. 
But, you know, these are cinematic experiences where this is not something you encounter in your day-to-day life, and it kind of helps you escape a little bit. So mm-hmm. there's some escapism that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I kind of look at it at a more, like, theological level and, and, and thinking about it in that st- uh, to that extent, I think it's this reality that we're all instinctively looking for something greater than ourselves. We know that there's something out there that needs to save us, so to speak. We're fundamentally yeah. broken, and we need saving. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of speaks to that need. Um, that's one of the big elements. Um, and then, you know, I think it also speaks to the fact that um, they're, they're never enough because there always has to be the next hero. So ultimately, all of these heroes, they never really solve the problem for mm-hmm. what we're after. Yeah. So it kind of yeah. reveals our idolatry at the same time because it's like an archetype of a story that we're searching for and we're searching for, mm. but it's not really the answer that we're we're really after at the end of the day. Yeah, that's good. That's that's that's, that's helpful. Uh, I here, let me let me switch now. Let me drive this more specifically towards uh, the Marvel, uh, the MCU, yeah. uh, Avengers, and all those because the, the Avengers films are a while. I mean, all, of course, all of the Marvel movies have done really well financially and they're actually, they receive pretty good reviews actually. Yeah. And they're really well done films, right? Avengers for whatever reason. And, and of course there's different, you know, all, all these different heroes all in the same time in yep. these films, but the Avengers connects with people on a really deep level that, that some of the, would you, would you agree with that? Yeah. Well, there's, uh, there's nothing else like it in cinema, in media. No- well, other than the comics themselves, there's, there's nothing else that has taken on this type of story building. Uh, you, you started with the first Iron Man. Well, technically, there's like the first Iron Man movie and the Incredible Hulk, but he kind of that movie doesn't count because of actors. Like being, the, is that like the redheaded stepchild? Yeah, there of, was there was a different actor, <laughs> and and that movie kind of it, it is tied into the MCU, but it, it okay. kind of the Hulk actor changed. But anyway, you start with with those characters, uh, but even from the very beginning. You see Nick Fury coming in, and it kind of gives you a sense that something bigger is coming. Mm-hmm. And then they introduce Captain America, and then they introduce Thor. Well, okay, they, yeah, so, so to your builds, point, has built like nothing else. So, so to your point, at the end of uh, so I've seen the two movies. I'll reference the two movies I've yeah. seen in this saga. At the end of the first Iron Man, I, I will go ahead and tell you, my interest was piqued when Samuel Jackson, his character Nick. Nick, Nick, Fury, Cannon. Nick Fury, Nick Fury, Nick Fury, Nick Fury. When Nick Fury, that's an inside joke, by the way. Yep. Um, when Nick Fury shows up at the end, he goes, "I want to tell you about the Avengers Initiative." And I'm like, oh, "Okay." Yeah. Like I got a little glimpse of the pull. Yeah. Like, okay, there's something bigger going on here. Yeah. Yep. And then at the end of the second, this is, this is the extent. This is all I'm able to talk about. At the end of the second Iron Man, You're so knowledgeable. I yep. know. At the end of the second Iron Man. They're in the middle of the desert, right? At the end of the, the credits, mm. at the end, of the, they're they're in the desert, and there's this hammer, which mm. is clearly the hammer of Praise. Josh's boy, Praise Thor, the Lord. right? So <laughs> hey, there's this trivia question: Do you know the name of the hammer? Oh no way! Are you kidding, Josh? Do you know for the, me? I do know the name of it, but you know you can't ask me things on the spur of the moment and expect me to answer them. Oh man, I do all know right. the name of it for all the listeners. Let's all say it together. Mjolnir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, what? That's it. Mjolnir. <laughs> I got it. All right, but but yeah. I see the I see what they're doing. I see they're trying to pull you into a, a yep. bigger a bigger narrative. The, the cliffhanger. Okay. So is, with that said, yeah. twenty two movies into this this saga, twenty two 
there's there's 22 in the MCU yep. uh, universe, right? Okay, the yep. All right, what is it about saga that yeah. this tied together universe of stories that culminate in these Avengers movies? What what does that tell us? Like, why is that so appealing to us? Why is the idea of a saga, an ongoing interconnected saga, so appealing to us? Yeah, I think you know it. It's a huge part of this because anybody can go see you know an Iron Man movie, and if you just see that movie by is that, itself, is that, is that a shot at me? No, anybody can see one of the Iron Man movies. Maybe so. Let's just say let's just say yes. <laughs> Eleven so years after any low life, just, just anybody that's not invested. <laughs> any. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, in in that movie by itself, you got a, a top list actor. You feel kind of the bigness. It's a, yeah. comparable to any other movie experience you would experience. But this MCU universe is different. They bring in multiple actors who carry their weight in their own movies, and so you see kind of the grandness of this. And in some way, you kind of feel like you're you're a part of this. And and so I think you know what what does that speak to our condition? I, I think it it shows us that there's um, there's this capacity in us for this grand narrative, right? Like eternity's yeah. been written in our hearts, right? We're longing for something bigger than just ourselves and these day-to-day lives. And, um, and uh, you know, I think it speaks to that searching that's in the human heart that's just trying to find something that's uh, awe-inspiring, that's worth yeah. our worship and our attention and our focus yeah. and our excitement. And uh, in some way... You know, the these movie producers have found a way to capture that and make kind of an archetypal story of it. And uh, well, and inside nice. inside that bigger narrative, you you become attached to the the character flaws mm-hmm. of each hero. Um, that was one of the one of the big things that was a was kind of a huge payoff at, at uh, the end of Avengers Endgame. Without spoiling anything, you get to see these characters complete. Yeah, you know this arc they've been on for for twenty two movies. And and you get to see kind of you know Iron Man wrestle through his being rich and powerful and self serving, um, and then you get to see Captain America kind of fulfill his you know he feels lost he doesn't feel like he has a home. Um, you get to see Cap or uh, Thor kind of struggle with the idea that he's this all powerful king, but does he really fit that role? Does he really measure up? And so you kind of well, I think we all can identify with those. Those struggles, those uh, those character arcs, because we see them even at our level of, of as humanity. Yeah, another thing I think that's really interesting is to watch the dynamic between the actors, because yeah. usually in you know these standalone movies, you've got your main actor, um, but these guys are having to interact with other A list actors, and it does something unique with their own character plot and their own character arc. Yep. You know, Iron Man and Captain America kind of button heads and seeing the sparks and what that creates and. Um, it's just interesting to watch. So let me ask you guys this question. Uh, either one of you can kind of jump in on this. There was an article, and I pulled it up. Uh, Eric Raymond wrote, a uh, great writer, uh, wrote at the Gospel Coalition. This was in 2012. So this would have been, what? when did the first Avengers movie come out? It had to be around 2012. It's like 10 years ago, yeah. Okay. The, the first Avengers movie? The first Avengers, oh, movie. Avengers 2012? Movie. It was... 2012. Okay, so he wrote this um, right after the release of the first Avengers movie. And the title of the article was Christians Are Not the Avengers. And it's, a, it's a fascinating article. But basically, and I'll, I'll quote, let me, let me read just a tiny little excerpt from this. He says this. He says, The church then being made up of weak, unspectacular, and ordinary people marches around the world proclaiming the message of how we may be delivered from our greatest enemy. But the idea is, and and the glory of God is seen in actually, God's people are weak, 
mm-hmm. and they're they're not superheroes. So how does how does the Avengers um, help us or maybe hurt us in how we view ourselves in light of God's plan in the world? So yeah, I mean, I I think that's where it all the rubber kind of meets the road. Um, and, and this, to me, um, as I'm sitting and watching these movies, these movies either have a redeeming quality to them, or I can kind of see these archetype stories, and I can I, I got to place myself somewhere in the narrative. And for me, I'm I'm not honestly Thor, right? For me, yeah, yeah, no, what? no. Hold on a second. You're not. You're I, not. I wish, but you're not. You know, I feel like I've been duped. <laughs> No, no. For, <laughs> you, you know, for, for me, I'm the person that's, well, that's being saved, right? I, I find myself oh, yeah, you're not, in need of saving. You're not, yeah, okay. But, right, I see what you're saying. But don't, don't we do that same thing with, with the biblical narrative, though? Like, we try to place ourselves. Christians, as mm-hmm. in general, yes. are like, hey, let me be David. We're David. And I'll We're grab David. my stones no, and I'll, I'll slay stones. the giant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or we try to put our place, our, ourselves in the place of the hero. Um, even with flaws, like, we try to make ourselves the true and better. Which we're not. Well, well even we Jesus, and even Jesus, that like when Jesus came the first time, he didn't come in power the same way he will when he returns the second time, right? Yeah. Right. So, so he didn't. He wasn't like flipping, uh, you know, Greyhound buses over yeah. and flattening buildings with his power. He was nothing right. like that. Mm-hmm. He was so interesting. Right? Interesting yeah. enough, you have Thor. So his his first movie, he kind of comes beaming down to earth. Mm. Right, he he beams down to Earth through the Bifrost, mm. and he doesn't have his powers. The, he condescends. He condes. So, the Bifrost? The Bifrost? but it's because he he made a kind he made like a bad decision. Are there any spoilers here? Listen, I, I'm. This is for Thor. This is yeah, I mean, no, but I haven't decades. seen Thor. That's yeah, what you've you've wasted your time. That's really but, your but, fault, bro. It's your fault, man. If you've waited, uh, I feel like there's somebody listening. Who's like, oh, it's okay. You, they're, they're shaking their no, fists not, at the radio. I'm not going to spoil phone. the movie for you. Like, spoilers. You can't spoil a movie that's been, t- it's like 10 years old. Yes. That's, that's not Actually, right. my wife. She disagrees. Actually, anyway, no, no, anyway. She, she would agree. Thor, mm. Thor makes a bad decision mm. and ends up losing his powers and then comes to Earth and has to regain his right to be, to wield Mjolnir, the hammer, which um, Odin, so, his father, Mjolnir. Mm. And his dad says, "Whoever can wield this hammer, then possesses whoever is worthy. Worthy, whoever, whoever is, is found worthy. worthy. That's it. Who, to, to what? Open those. No. Is he yeah. Worthy? Whoever, whoever is worthy, may wield the the hammer. That's why nobody can, else can pick it up. And so then the movie is kind of Thor's journey back to back to his ability to to reclaim his authority. But in Christ, we have somebody who willingly lays down his mm. rights mm-hmm. as God." Right, he he condescends. He chooses. He doesn't lose his power because he's, you know, made some bad decision, and now he's got to prove himself. Like he chose to come to us as right. a, as one who was a man, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so that's a cool tie in. So let me ask you guys this then: in light of that, all right, in light of in light of that, um, what are some of the dangers presented to Christians? What, or maybe I could put it this way. What are some dangerous anti-gospel themes that are prevalent in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? And maybe the Avengers specifically, but... I, I think the most dangerous thing to me, and this really goes with not particularly even this, just this universe, but entertainment in general, is regularly finding awe and wonder in things that, um, that aren't ultimately deserving of it. 
mm. and we condition sure. ourselves to, you know, to find our peak awe and our peak wonder in these these experiences. And not that we can't find joy in them, and not that we can't watch them and see, you know, a great story that even speaks to the greater story. But I think we do as Christians need to check our heart and say, look, am I finding more joy and more excitement? And you know a Marvel movie release than I am regular yeah. gathering with Lord, yeah. God's people and Lord's Day and worshiping. Because I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty excited. Yeah, I was too. for Endgame, and I, I was, yeah, was hyped up about it. Mm-hmm. But then even watching it and walking out of the theater while I was so like content with the storytelling, I, I wasn't there. There's there no true fulfillment because now there's yeah. there's a what's next. Okay, they've done that. They've done this story. They've wrapped up the Infinity Saga this way. Now what? That's kind of what we're left with with hero stories, and that and it's that's a part of the medium. Like they have to sell more movies, and so they have to leave you wanting more. Like yeah. that's just a part of entertainment. Yeah. But it also kind of speaks to that. Okay, who are we really looking to or identifying with as our heroes, and can they really fulfill us? Can they really bring ultimate joy and ultimate peace and ultimate fulfillment? And the answer is no. In those. Yeah, those type of heroes. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about two different experiences I had recently. One was going and watching Endgame. The other one was, you know, having a night of worship at the college. You know, with our Highview Movement College yeah. Ministry, and both of those nights were kind of planned and you know hyped up. And but I'll just be honest, walking out of those two nights, I had two different experiences. Yeah, one my soul was satisfied, and one was just like a cool experience. And it was fun, but one I was like satisfied in my soul. Yeah, and that was the. The worship. Yeah, but you, I was going to say, please clarify which one. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here, I'm really, I really don't know how you're going to go here, how this yeah. is going to shake out. No, that's really helpful. Um, let's, let's do this real, real quick, too. Um, so, Pastor Josh uh, is uh, a dad. He's got three kids. Uh, let, let's do this really briefly. Um, I'm curious for those out there listening who have, and we have a church with a lot of young, a lot of young families that have a lot of young kids. So what what are some things as you're kind of shepherding your child's heart? Um, I know Eli, your son, absolutely loves superhero movies, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so how do you how do you shepherd his heart? How do you kind of talk to him and, and kind of uh, whether it's uh, you know whether it's some and some of the things in this, these movies are there's some innuendo a little bit. I mean they're not squeaky yeah. clean. Yeah, uh, there, there's some language. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just curious though, just not only the themes but the content, how do you kind of shepherd your your uh, your children's hearts on this? Yeah, so I think the most important thing that I'm trying to uh, shepherd, you know, my kid's heart through with these movies, particularly Eli, my son, is the, the understanding of what's real and what's make-believe. You know, when you're four years old, yeah. um, you know, Captain America has superpowers and Jesus kind of has superpowers. And and I'm I'm I don't want to portray it like that, mm. you know. So, so one is a one is a story, and one is pretend, and it's fun. The other one is f- for life, like you know, it, it's how we live our life. It's it's real, and and so when I talk about Jesus, I talk about Jesus in a completely different way. And when I talk about these movies, um, these these movies and these characters are for us to maybe spend time together, for us to have fun together. But when we're really talking about life, I mean, there's a big separation. There's a distinction about sure. um, you know what it means to talk about Jesus and who He is and how He matters to us, um, and I think if you can you know have that foundation of you know being satisfied in Christ, then these movies can just be a source of you know a good thing to enjoy. Uh, but when you're lacking that and, and and you're using these to to kind of fill a void, you just you're left wanting you know again and again. You're yeah. wait, you're waiting for the next Avengers movie. 
Um, so I'm trying to, to show him the, the supremacy of Christ, I guess, the, the realness of Christ, and to portray that day in and day out by how I live my life. Je- Jesus isn't one more superhero. Right. That's right. Yep. One more, one more. Jesus is more real than you are. Mm-hmm. He's not a figment of your imagination or someone else's imagination or CGI. Yeah, he's, and he's I also, a flesh and blood. I talk about the humanity of Christ right. a lot too. Mm, you know, that's because good. He, he's a man. He's a person that we're going to see one day. You know, we're going to hug one day. We're going to talk to one day. He's like us. Mm. Um, you know, and, and do, do you think? I didn't plan to ask this question, but let me let me uh, let me ask this real quick. Do you think that there's some type of Jesus is? The the he's, he is the hero of the Bible narrative, no well, he, question. He's the about Avenger. It. Vengeance is mine, saith mm. the Lord. I'm, that was a little corny, but mm. oh yeah, the, the Avenger. The event. Mm. Okay. Oh, um. Mm. Oh, okay. Man. So, uh, <laughs> so Jesus is the hero of the Bible story. So that also means if you're the hero of the Bible story, you're the hero of all redemptive history, yep. which means you're the hero of just history. You're just yeah. the hero. Yeah. Right. He's the hero. Okay. Does that's everything is culminating and finding its fulfillment in that, right? Yep. So with that said, he is a perfect hero. Mm. He's perfect. Yep. All these Avengers, correct me if I'm wrong, but all of them I know Iron Man does, because I've seen the two Iron Man movies. Yep. There's three though, right? Yep. All right. But they all have weaknesses. They all have insecurities. They all, you know, Jesus yep. doesn't. Here, and, here, and I think we're really, really, really interested and attracted to, as people, flawed heroes. Yes. Or even anti-hero types who, they do the right thing, they save people, like a, like a uh, Jack Bauer from yep. a 24, you know. Because we, we identify with brokenness it, that, much easier I'm asking than we that, yeah, is that, is that, is that what you think but it is? But that's also part of the, the narrative of Scripture, kind of in a way. In other words, Jesus was tempted in every way that we we were yet without sin yeah so yet we're, we're kind of identifying we want a hero to be like us and to that extent jesus was he was fully man fully capable of you know struggling like we were but yet he was without sin um and so i i think it kind of speaks to that but but we just we can't grasp that we can't grasp that concept and that reality and, and so we often find our heroes in other broken humans Right. So, okay. So, could you use? I know we need to wrap it up. You good? Can Can you use the Avengers or the Marvel Cinematic Universe or superhero movies in general? Can you use those culturally to start evangelistic conversations about the gospel? Hundred percent. Yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah. So, give me, give me, someone, give me just a quick example of that. What, what does that look like? I, I think obviously the biggest the biggest way is you find a bunch of nerds. <laughs> that know a lot about it. That need Jesus. That need Jesus. They just geek out. And on. and you start talking about who's your favorite and why they're your favorite. And um but yeah, but we can have some of the same start into the same kind of conversations. Like what why do you why do you like Iron Man? What what about Iron Man um why do I like him? To, yeah. No, I'm just saying you ask these questions like why do you relate why do you relate so well to this character? And you, you start talking about okay, well why why can he be a hero if he's I like that Tony flawed? Stark was smart. Yeah. Like he's an intellect, but you can you can tie it into we identify with these heroes because they're broken. Um, but what would it look like to have a hero, or what what brokenness needs to be fixed in our in our actual? Oh, that's world? A, that's helpful. You yeah, know, that's kind of tied into sure. Tied no, into that's that. helpful. Yeah, I think it's you can really do it just in general. You could pick particular stories, but just in general, talking about what these movies mean to us as a people, like they mm-hmm. they portray our brokenness and then mm-hmm. our need for finding kind of redemption and saving. 
We're going to go ahead and wrap it up right there. Hopefully this has been a helpful conversation for you and for your local church. Hope you will go and give us a nice five-star rating and review on your favorite podcast catcher. And we will see you guys next time.